Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm not going to worry about your level of concern. We're talking about Twitter. Think of how stupid the average person is, and then realize half of them are stupider than that. You better be willing to do unique things in order to expect unique results. And, and that's just life. Welcome to life <laughs> as we know it. It's what Jen's talking about. The conversation about the Steelers social media conversation. I'm Kyle Crace. Here with me is Greg Benevent. Hello. And even though it is the hibernation season Steelers mm-hmm. season bring on free agency when you know when is March bring on March mm-hmm. but until then we have the doldrums of winter mm-hmm. the winter is that I don't know is there winter doldrums the, the not June gloom the um well I mean I, I always think a seasonal effective I mean seasonal I- effective that's right coming up in the second half Everyone wants to be a Canada hater, but I found maybe the one person on Twitter who's brave enough to be <laughs> a Canada defender. Wow. That's coming up in the second half. Mm-hmm. There, we're, we're starting a movement, and wow. it starts It starts now in okay. 2023. Welcome to life. Life or something <laughs> something like it. Okay. <laughs> enough. Enough. Uh, enough. Yeah, we're putting it off. Enough procrastination. <laughs> It's time to get to the tweets. Where where are they? Where are the tweets? Let's start with the sour couch sitters. No one wants to be a Steelers fan watching on the sidelines, but here we are. Some of us are more sour than others. Let's start mm-hmm. with at Mark Madden X. Mark Madden, a new level of trolling with this one. <laughs> Two championships in 42 years. Ah, oh, this horrible Steelers franchise. <laughs> Only two championships in 42 years. I don't think he knows, realizes that that's actually an accomplishment. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. That's absolutely towards the high. It's got to be, if not the top third, not if not in the top fourth, then the top third. I mean, that's pretty high up there in terms of multiple, cha- in terms of championships in that time. Right. I can think, you know, there are, there are entire cities. You know, we're just talking about one franchise, the Steelers, but there mm-hmm. are 
entire cities who have gone longer with a champ without a championship. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I'm thinking like San Diego. Have they have, have they ever? I couldn't. No. You know, in the last sixty years or so. Or um, mm-hmm. you know, what about Buffalo? Buffalo though, in any sport hasn't right. had a championship in at least fifty years. Or um, I mean, Milwaukee. I don't even know Milwaukee counts. They don't even have a. Uh, they don't even. No, have they a, just won the NBA title. Yeah, and I, and I won't count Green Bay as part of the Milwaukee. <laughs> but there are whole cities. Charlotte has Charlotte won anything ever? Orlando, uh, Cincinnati. Uh, well, Cincinnati, the the big red machine. But that's in the, that's more that's, than forty two years ago. So that's more than forty two years ago. So you know, forty two championships in forty two years. Give me a break. This mm-hmm. is a. Uh, this is not the trolling that Mark Madden thinks it is, <laughs> but that's not going to stop others from trying. Let's mm-hmm. let's move on to at Scarpizio Scarps. The Bengals have matched the ste- the Steelers' postseason success since 2010 in just two seasons. That should make you want the Steelers to do better, or you're just dumb and people are laughing at you. It's like, okay, sure, Bengals are on a run right now, two seasons. But before these two seasons, when was the last Bengals playoff win? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it was the Sam Sam White rank era or whatever. Yeah, it would have to be. Yeah, I, I think I'm almost certain it was Boomer Esiason. 89. So we're talking 90, 89 or something? Yes. And, it, and I, well, two things. One, uh, uh, you don't have to include or. I want the Steelers to be better, and I also think this is dumb, and people should be laughing at this person. I, I don't think there's a difference there at all. Two, I have a personal theory, and perhaps I'm wrong. My theory is the Bengals are the Pittsburgh Pirates, that this oh. is the, 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 the 2013 to 2015 run and all this, and it looks very good, and that these guys never win anything with Burrow. I could be wrong. I could be wrong in a month's time, but it, uh, but I, I sort of get the feeling that uh, uh, this is, you know, uh, that that's sort of where we are right now. And then the Jets end up paying Burrow for the next 40 years. No, no, no. Well, no, no okay, so the, in a hard salary cap, the analogy league, the analogy is not one to one, perhaps. But uh, but yeah, I, I, I don't know about this uh, lasting for a long period of time and the Bengals going off on this dynastic run. Yeah. And how many Lombardis do the Bengals uh, did the Bengals win last year? I don't know. Oh, or ever or ever. So uh, let you know, let them have their little moment right now. They haven't won. They haven't won anything yet. They, well, also, you know? Matt. Thematically, they kind of had to get back. You know what I mean? Like it's on a long enough timeline. The the monkeys and Shakespeare, like eventually, they could find a pass rush too. Like it's yeah, that eventually sort of analogy. Yeah, right. Event. Yeah, you you put a hundred monkeys in a room and they'll eventually uh, beat the Steelers once in a playoff game. <laughs> oh, sorry, that's the Browns, not the Bengals. Uh, right, right. Close enough. Close enough. How about at Mike Up Sports One, Mike Nicastro. One of the least talked about mind-blowing Mike Tomlin factoids. The Steelers' last three playoff wins, the opponent's starting QBs were A.J. McCarron, Matt Moore, Alex Smith. Wow. Like, again, this is kind of trying to shade Tomlin. Like, yeah, we haven't won a playoff game in six years. And then when we did, it was against A.J. McCarron. I think it's fascinating that Tomlin's personnel decisions are so bad, he's criticized for the other team's quarterback, too. <laughs> Right? Like, oh my goodness, we beat A.J. McCarron. We beat, oh my God, we beat Matt Moore. I can remember playing Matt Moore in Matt the Matt Moore was the Dolphins game. Because oh. the actual guy, and who, whose name I also don't remember, was Hurt, like the game before that. And Bud Dupree almost killed Matt Moore. Um, So, yes, it's been, you know, it's been 2016 since the last Steelers win or playoff win. I get it. 
Uh, it's been a minute. Yeah. Can you uh, here's a look, can you name the Steelers offense starting offense from our last playoff win? Well, I mean, uh, it, it, I want to say like Kobe Hamilton is going to be involved or like, uh, 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 I mean, if it was the last playoff win, if it's Alex Smith, then that's. You know, then obviously that was the game where Bell run wild to the point that he was going to be hurt the next week in New England. So you got Bell, uh, AB at uh, as the receivers. I have absolutely no idea. I would say Kobe Hamilton again. Yeah, he was because he was there the next week in New England. Yeah. All right. Well, let's see. Let's. Uh, I've got the audio from the uh, from the from the introductions. Ben Roethlisberger, Miami Redhawks. No. Maybe I'm Bill. Michigan State. Roosevelt Knicks, Kent State University. Antonio Brown, Central Michigan. Eli Rogers, Louisville. Hmm. Jesse James, Penn State. Alejandro Villanova, United States Military Academy. Ramon Foster, Tennessee. Hey. Marquise Pouncey, Lakeland Senior High. David DiCastro, Stanford. Marcus Gilbert, Florida. All right, so you you missed on uh, Kobe Hamilton. It was Eli Rogers, Eli Rogers with the start. You know the the, the career playoff. Well, that starts. was the step up from that. I was going for the free agent, and it was actually a seventh round pick. But um, mm. yeah, no, I mean, I I, I it's a, a week ago. I think I brought up about how one of my favorite, maybe my favorite, good faith guy in the media is Jim is James Wexel, and he made a really good point. I want to say on Chris, I think it was on Christopher Carter's podcast about how hey, when you know when, uh, the Steelers all, all their last few playoff losses, we're very disappointed about that. But there were big injuries in each of them and uh, uh uh you know bell being the one the week after that but uh, and how that never really happened in the 70s like everyone was healthy except for franco when franco was hurt they lost you're exactly right yeah yeah exactly you know there's the, you, people like to put the lump the playoff performances together like it's one set of factoids or one set of data like mm-hmm. you know with three playoff wins in 10 years but in reality each of those games each of those teams were different and there was different circumstances different personnel you can't say like oh yeah we lost to Blake Bortles and then Baker Mayfield it's like no those were different teams in different circumstances mm-hmm. um you know, I'm not trying to make excuses. That's just. Oh, yeah. And it's and all of this is to still say I do want the team to be better. These losses are unacceptable. It is time for them to make a real playoff push, barring significant injury issues this coming season. But uh, but yeah, but there's, you know, to just say they lost all those games, like you said, as if they're one thing, one mistake is incorrect. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, three games in 10 years. You're, you're going to put a 10 years into one set of data points like ten, like, you know, that's uh, that's like uh, we're always trying to get eight pounds in a five pound bag. It's different than that. You can't can't put those eight pounds in that same bag. All right. Mm-hmm. Let's a little post-mortem on the season still going on here. Mm-hmm. At 93.7 the fan, 93.7 the so-called fan. The NFL all-rookie team does not include Kenny Pickett. So, you know, preseason, I think Steeler Nation was putting three or four members of the class on the all-rookie team. But no Pickett, not, you know, not the best rookie quarterback. Looks like uh, Mr. Irrelevant uh, is. He's the best rookie quarterback. Kenny? Yes. Okay. I mean, if, if the Cowboys hold on to a couple of those interceptions. I mean, it's, I mean, and also, too, if Kenny was on that Niners team, they'd be an overwhelming Super Bowl favorite. Uh, no pickings, not, uh, mm-hmm. not, you know, of course, he was the 10th wideout taken. And Oh, yeah. It was what? There was the guy from the Jets who was great, that Wilson. It was the two guys from Ohio State, right? Weren't oh, that, was it Olave, Olave and, uh, and Wilson? Oh. That, uh, so it was, it was both Buckeyes. Oh. And I got no argument with that. I mean, they ran the whole offense through. Both of those. I mean, can you name? I mean, even when the Steelers played the Saints, that Olave guy was the uh, was the guy. At, um, yeah, but yeah, all right, Tom. Um, mm-hmm. um, okay, and continuing the 
postseason honors at Mark Caballi. Mark Caballi, Mike Tomlin is not among the five finalists for coach of the year. Uh, I mean, we didn't make the playoffs, so right. you and know, all those guys I, did. I can't, I, you know, you can't hate that. No, and also, I mean, it's it's. I know it's a stupid metric, but it is kind of. I mean, it makes sense to me. The coach of the year is the guy that has the biggest turnaround from what the team was the year before. I mean, that's usually. I mean, that's not always that, but it's usually that. So it's probably going to be Peterson or the Giants guy, right? Yeah, it's got to Jag- be Jacksonville, right? Or, went or, from- or New York or the Giants. Yeah, I mean, it's both flamed out in the playoffs. Right. I mean, both had a tough playoff, but I mean, but those teams were. I mean, they were there after being terrible. But you, because that's usually who it is, right? It's the guy that has the biggest turnaround. I'm not right? even. I don't even know the criteria but you know there's like there is kind of an elite class of coach it's like your reed your belichick mm-hmm. your tomlin your you know mcveigh harbaugh maybe right and so it's like to you're already considered elite if you're one of those five so to be coach of the year you kind of got to go above and beyond the expectation i don't know well that's just i'm just saying i think it's usually the guy with the biggest turnaround that's how it's always that's how the coach of the year is always it's, it's a lot of times you'll be like oh that guy was coach of the year like five years later you're like right because he's unemployed again like it. <laughs> um here's a little fun fact let's go mm-hmm. to at alex kazora alex kazora most one possession games played from 2007 to 2022. Number one, Steelers, mm-hmm. 150, followed by Chargers, Bears, Patriots are last with 107. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Pittsburgh has the second highest win percentage in those games. So most games likely to end in a heart attack, but for a good reason. <laughs> I, I mean, it, it, this is one of those things that I'd always th- felt and thought, but th- it was, it was, it's gratifying to see this backed up by statistics. I mean, I just assumed this was the case, but I also assumed like, that's gotta be, I'm just like every fan for every team feeling that. But I was, <laughs> I was so glad to see that, Hey, this is actually the case. Like, yeah, I would love to, you know, I'm cons- uh, especially I'm on this on on this TikTok uh mm-hmm. hole now where I'm getting and a lot of for you. NFL conspiracy. A lot of people on TikTok seem to think the NFL's fixed and um I you know, I tell you every week the refs keep it within one score of the spread every every game. But um no, I guess it's just we're being paranoid. We're Steelers fans. Well, I mean, that also, I mean, it's going to sound ridiculous, but I think it's kind of true just because I've done a little bit of work writing for these people. But I mean, it's to say it's fixed and that the refs keep it at this, that really is to ignore the work that our hard walk, working American handicappers do. I mean, those people are good at their jobs for a reason. Well, like, yeah. it's, you know, that that's, that's, you know, it's easy to say it's fixed. It's a lot harder to come up with, like, okay, here's what the spread's going to be this week in Kansas City. Like, but yeah, so when I see these picks, you know, like we do the picks every week week and mm-hmm. everyone is under 500 you know no one is making money so it's like mm-hmm. yeah it's like who are it's probably computers i can't imagine that there's just a bunch of guys in big derby hats now going uh you know oh uh you know this guy's hurt let's move the spread down a point i mean i guess but i don't know but those guys in derby hats have a long track record of success <laughs> i mean those dudes are coming up on almost a century now of winning like <laughs> uh i mean they're the, they're the mike tomlins of uh <laughs> Of life, I guess. <laughs> All right, let's move on because it's con season. Con! Con! There it is. There it is. Okay, let's get to it because everyone has some ideas on what to do. Let's see. We'll start with some batting practice. Okay. At C. Adamansky Trib, Chris Adamansky, Steelers signed former Penn State walk on Dan Chisima to a futures deal, a track star in college. 
He was listed as a wideout, but he's uh, mostly just excels on special teams. Had 27 games of NFL regular season experience. I just included this because he's a Penn Stater. And a special, you know, if they're bringing guys in just for special teams purposes, I kind of like that. Kind of, you know, could be uh, could be replacing another Penn Stater, Mr. Marcus Allen here. Oh, I hadn't thought of that. I mean, I, I just saw, and this is less a conspiracy theory than how humans react, react to things. That Didn't this guy work out with Kenny's personal QB coach or something? Oh. At, uh, I thought I saw that, which is, which again is less of a conspiracy theory than like hey this guy's good why don't you say something to somebody and give him a chance like this is the old ryan switzer you get ben's buddy out here and uh well so i assume i mean i look i mean a future steal is an accomplishment it means you're a professional but i've always thought of it it means like you have a slightly better chance of playing for the steelers than i do but like by not all that much yeah like, like uh you know al bundy i think had a future steal for a second with the steelers right <laughs> Or Mark Wahlberg in Undisputed, or what? What was that movie? Well, that was a real guy, but it's, um, but yeah. It, 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 well, I mean, no, uh, yeah, but you're right. But that, and that yeah. might even have been before like the future steel as we know it existed. But um, but yeah, that future steel is. I think it means we we don't know if much will come from having you, but we're glad to have you around. Like it, I I love special team specialists. Bring mm-hmm. him in. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's gonna push. He's I I, I think he's probably either gonna replace or push Marcus Allen. Sure, and we still don't know about. Um, Miles Boykin, right? Is he under contract? Or right. He- I mean, it's yeah. I mean, he was getting some real snaps on offense there too. So it's and that also could be a guy that you know, if I'm a team looking at like, hey, the Steelers have him as a six wide receiver, and we could need a four or five. I, they, somebody might pay more money for him then too. So you definitely want to keep that pipeline going. I uh, let's me. let's uh, let's you know let's more Penn Staters. Although I don't want to lose Marcus Allen because of the, the dancing, so I hope that <laughs> I hope Danny here. I don't know. Danny doesn't look like a dancer. Just, <laughs> that might be me showing my bias. Okay, uh, more con moves at PGH Steelers now. Steelers now. The Steelers have signed outside linebacker Quincy Roche, their sixth round pick from 2021. The goat is back. <laughs> Uh, this is like the fourth or fifth guy that we've brought back around, and will they stick? I mean, hey, at least this guy, as Tomlin likes to say, has a uh, in in stadium resume. Absolutely, it, 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 I think it's somebody they showed him getting a fumble. I think I saw a video someone tweeted that, but it's uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's Quincy Roche, which is uh, another way to say Tuzar Skipper. I think yeah, is, uh, exactly here. right. It's and, the uh, the Tuzar <laughs> Skipper of twenty twenty one. Uh, well, we we still need. I mean, yes, that outside line. You know, there to find you got you got to find depth there. And boy, I would love to get depth there without having to use one of those early picks. First three picks, out, mm-hmm. yeah. For or a guy. spend money for a big dude. I mean, just to have you know, you obviously don't want another Melvin Ingram. At, uh, but yeah, that's you do have to find outside linebacker depth, and that's this seems as good a move as any to do. Try that. Uh, one more way to address it. Let's mm-hmm. go to. At Blitzburg, Blitzburg, it feels like the fan base is split on signing Steelers signing Tremaine Ed- Edmonds in free agency. You know, up until the up until Buffalo lost, everyone was like, "Edmonds brothers back." We're gonna, you know, mm-hmm. we found the solution at inside linebacker. And then as soon as that Bills game, <laughs> right? And, and and look, I didn't watch any of the game, but I saw a little bit of the highlights, and it did seem to be the consensus among mother folks is that, folks is that the Bengals trucked this guy. Like, I mean, they went at him. They he did not play the game that you would expect from someone that uh, uh, of you know the money he's going to command it um 
yeah, I, I I think everyone was a lot higher on him than this. But then again, the only thing I, I thought of after that, and this is not to compare the player or anything like that, I thought about Rod Woodson's last game as a Steeler when he got up in the snow in New England and Terry Glenn ran past him for how many touchdowns or something like that. And then he went on to a fine career as a, a safety for the Ravens and the Niners and the Raiders. And um, not that we're comparing Jermaine Edwards to Rod Woodson. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, uh, of course, we're, we're comparing, you know, Witherspoon with Rod Woodson. <laughs> yeah, James Pierre. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it's the, I, 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 it, it just, I mean, I don't know. This is, it's a new day and it's new things, but I, I'm still, I'm not, I, I, maybe it's my natural conservatism as a Steelers fan, but I don't know, going in there and signing the most expensive guy at a position in free agency, that still feels a little rich for my blood. You know, we did, okay, so Miles Jack, before him, it was Joey Schobert, right? Right. Before him, there was Bostic. It's just, you know, bringing these guys in. Um, but each of those guys was like, not the bargain bin necessarily, but not the top shelf. Not, you know, uh, uh, day one, uh, I'll wait outside to buy it kind of thing. Yeah. Um, all right. And I promised we weren't going to talk drafts until <laughs> February. Just a couple things. At, uh-uh. at Mike Up Sports 1, Mike Nicastro, it's been 10 years since the Steelers drafted an offensive lineman in the first two rounds. 10! That needs to change. I'd be livid if I was Kenny Pickett. Uh, we, you know, 10 years without a first two round. Well, we just played the the Steelers offensive line from 2016. You weren't replacing any of those five. No. And moreover, that that shows exactly why they didn't, because two of those guys were undrafted free agents. Correct. Villanueva and Ramon Foster. Yeah, it's it's mm-hmm. you know why why aren't we drafting people in the first round? Because we've been trying to develop sixth and seventh round guys. Mm-hmm. You know we've been uh, well up until last season. You know we get, well hey if we got a fourth round starting left tackle in Dan Moore Jr. That uh, sounds like a bigger success than getting a guy in the first round. And and James Daniels as a second round pick, he's just someone else's that we happen to pay for. So the yeah the pedigree is there. Okay, guess what? We might not draft. Hey, the way that the defense is. Looking, I don't know if we're drafting uh, necessarily that first seventeen with an O lineman overall. I don't know. No, I mean it's 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 it, they're very much in a position of wanting to get the best player available, and whether that's a, a tackle or a guard or a cornerback or a defensive lineman or some kind of super linebacker, so you're not you know selling one of the bridges for Tremaine Edmonds. Yes, yeah. <laughs> or uh, everyone wants Addison, the wide receiver no. now. So we've got just all young receivers. Okay, <laughs> I. And I swore no, I, I, you know, I swore but no. But that's not, that's, hey, that's just, we're just talking. This isn't Just talking, and stuff. this is just talking to, at mm-hmm. BT Steel Curtain, BTSC Steelers, mm-hmm. mock draft, Mel Kuyper has the Steelers going cornerback in round one, Joey Porter Jr. Mm-hmm. Uh, great, if it happens, great. But like I, like we said last season, we looked at th- over 300 mock drafts, and nobody in January uh, had it. So mm-hmm. uh, even though it's Mel Kuyper and it's saying Joey Porter, he's saying all the right things to get us to click it mm-hmm. but fe- we'll, I don't even want to start in February I really want, I to, start- want to start after free agency yeah after that first week of free agency because that that changed a lot of things I mean it didn't change some many things they, dra- they signed Mitch and then they drafted Kenny but it did change some things down the line 
All right. Uh, maybe, maybe February we'll get into mocks. I don't hey, know. Hey, you don't have to rush it on my account. I'm no. fine with holding out with you. I just want to be definitive about right. being anti-mock. Yes. I just want to, I don't, you know, I don't want to be people like, well, you didn't even, you say that, but you didn't even judge the mocks in January. I just, you know, so maybe you I'll. You did s- judge the mocks in January. You <laughs> deemed them to be mocks in January, so you didn't look at them. All right. Coming up in the second half, the only Matt Canada defender on Twitter. <laughs> Plus, uh, we've got some alumni news. We've got some, uh, maybe a Kenny Pickett controversy. I don't know. Uh-oh. So that's coming up in the second half. We'll be right back. All right. Welcome back. Uh, you know, few Steeler fans on social media have the guts to go out there and announce that they are a pro Matt Canada fan. Uh, so that's why when uh, when this guy put it out there uh, that he is happy that the Steelers kept Matt Canada, I had to get him on the show. Joining me now from yinzercrazy.com, Andre Curtis. Welcome to What Yin's Talking About. Hey, thanks, Kyle. Thanks so much for having me on the show um, and the podcast. So, yeah, I uh, I'm a Matt Canada defender. I'll say it. I'll say it loud and clear so everybody can hear. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm going to start it with. I don't think Matt Canada is the best offensive coordinator in the league. Rather, <laughs> he's probably near the bottom of the league. And um, but my whole point of my article that I wrote was that it's not his fault that the Steelers' offensive production has been so poor. So um, you're more of a you're, I, you're you're more and I kind of fall on this uh, sometimes, especially this season. You're more of a it's the performance of the players that really, uh, you know, the execution of the players more than, say, the coaches that determine win or loss. Yes. And um, and well, I think it's the coaches that I think Tomlin always prepares his team uh, perfectly, basically. I mean, we couldn't we couldn't have a winning season this year with a rookie quarterback if Mike Tomlin wasn't one of the best coaches in the history of football. Um, but Steelers fans have a sort of tendency to be, to be spoiled. Yeah. And, uh, and, um, and why wouldn't we be, we haven't had a losing season since 2003. I was six years old in 2003. So I don't even remember. Well. <laughs> I don't even remember uh, ever having a losing, losing season in my relative life. <laughs> and, th- and that's got to affect, you know, as your, your generation, that's got to affect the, your attitude toward today. Like I can see why people might be down on the team currently because they didn't live through, you know, I've lived through the, the, the eighties uh, teams where we didn't make the playoffs every year, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I have, I have not seen that. I mean, we, we've been making the playoffs in the past years. We haven't won a playoff game, but uh, in what now six years, but uh, I think it's coming soon. And I think, Matt Canada, if he he, I don't think he even needs to be one of the best offensive coordinators in the league. I think he, if the Giants, for example, this season were uh, were the fifteenth uh, best offense in points per game, and they won a playoff game, got to the next round. Of course, they got destroyed by the Eagles, but you know that I, I was expecting them to play a little bit better there. So I think the um, and I'm and I'm a person who thinks defenses can still win championships. I know that's a uh, sort of a hot take in this day and age, <laughs> yeah. but uh, yeah, but uh, like, for example, on that, 
the Bengals went three for 14 on third downs in uh, last year's Super Bowl versus the Rams. And I thought that was probably the difference in the game. I mean, Aaron Donald took over that game, and I think T.J. Watt can provide some of that for the Steelers. I think he could definitely do that, whether well, it's in a playoff game, whether it's in a Super Bowl. True, uh, I agree. What uh, what was the moment? Was there a moment when you became full on Matt Canada defender? You know, the, you 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 put this article out now at the end of the season. Have you been like this throughout the season? Did it evolve? You know, you know yeah, during the winning yeah, it streak. Evolved. Good question. Yeah, it was. Uh, I was not a Matt Canada uh, defender at the beginning of the season. <laughs> I mean, when we when the Steelers were two and five, I was calling for his head too. I was like everybody else, and. Um, and then I think it sort of started to turn right after the bye week because right after the bye week, I mean, this, I think the Steelers finished seven and two in the uh, the final nine games of the season, won the last four games of the season, won five of the last six. Um, and I got some stats to back it up too of how good we were after the bye week. From week 10 to week 18, Pickett only had one interception. He was sacked 18 times from week uh, weeks one to 11, only sacked nine times from weeks 12 to 18. Um, and the offense had over 320 yards of total offense from week 10 on a game. So, um, progress. And I, I think, yeah, that's progress. And I think I, I, and I hope that that can carry on to the, the beginning of ne the beginning of next season. Um, but like, just, just like I was just saying, um, major adjustments were, were definitely made during the, uh, the week off. And I think obviously Matt Canada deserves credit for that. Mike Tomlin deserves credit for that. Pat Meyer, who I like to call Pat Meyermuth, <laughs> he deserves credit for that. <laughs> um, so, plus, you know, uh, I, I just love you know the you know a lot of the Steelers' way is you know don't give up on someone. We stick through them. You know, I think a Chris Boswell had an off season. We stick by him. Go, we can yeah. go all the way back to Rocky Blyer. You know, having to come back from war in the in the team sticks by him. So you know, why is Matt Canada any different than? you know, anyone else and let, you know, yeah. besides Chase Claypool, I can't think of a, of a Steeler or coach that the team just kind of cut the, cut the leash and give up on. Exactly. And, um, and I mean, think about what the Browns did for all those years. They, I mean, I, I just pulled up a tab. They had uh, to name their offensive coordinators. They had Brian DeBull in 2009, 2010, Brad Childress in 2012, North Turner, 2013, Kyle Shanahan, 2014, uh, John DeFilippo in 2015, Todd Haley in 2018, Todd Munkin in 2019. Like that's not a that's not what a winning organization does. They don't just fire their offensive coordinator after two seasons. And I mean, and a big part of my article as well was that Big Ben was horrible last year. I mean, I love Big Ben. He's my favorite quarterback of all time. But he was like a he was like a grandfather sitting out on his porch in a rocking chair, just like throwing a quick <laughs> slant as quick as he could or something. Um, and we still made the playoffs. So Tomlin uh, deserves credit for that. Matt Canada deserves credit for that. Um, and then now this year, Kenny is a rookie quarterback and we had a winning record. We barely missed out on the playoffs because of like the most retirement performance I've ever seen from Joe Flacco. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, it's just, it's, uh, I think Steelers fans tend to get a little bit too spoiled and, and uh, it makes sense that we do, but we if we want if we want to get back to you know the standard is the standard and making the playoffs and and winning in the playoffs we got to uh, stop letting go and firing our offensive coordinators
Yeah, it's not easy. You know, look at Brady and the Bucks. It's not, you know, you could have the greatest of all time. It's not easy. Um, no. And, 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 they, and then they fired uh, their coordinators down there. So, yep. you know, uh, give credit to, yeah, where credit is due. There is credit due there. Well, we're going to start a movement, and now that, you know, we're, we're putting it out there in, you know, on the airwaves for the public that it's okay to like Matt Canada. It's okay to root for Matt Canada. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I feel I feel like it was only me and, and maybe Matt Canada's wife that were rooting for him. <laughs> but uh but uh but I hope that some people can can catch on my wavelength here. We need a and, we need a hashtag or something, you know, like you know, the Canada crowd or something. I don't you yeah, know, hashtag, something yeah, hashtag hashtag Canada Defender. <laughs> okay, join, all right. Join the club. I will I will lead them all. I will lead them all. So I ain't afraid. All right, Andre. Uh, we thank thanks for coming by. Uh, we uh, where can we find you on uh, social media? Yeah, so uh, please follow me on Twitter. It's at King Yazdegerdi, and uh, Yazdegerdi spelled Y A Z D G E R D I. Is that a family uh, name? Yeah, that's my that's my middle name. It oh, my, uh, okay, all right. And it was my mom's surname, and my cousins have it as their last name. So uh, I wanted to sort of it actually means king so i want it sort of king king okay but, uh, but yeah i know it's a little hard to spell but yeah king yaz de Garrity, please follow me on twitter i'm trying to get my followers up and um and yeah thanks so much for having me on kyle this was really fun all right that was the uh only matt canada defender oh, wow on social media i don't know if i'm down with the hashtag canada defender i was hoping maybe you know hashtag canada Canada Crew or Canada Click. Or... I mean, I know it's it's it, it, it's been a nickname for Sidney Crosby, but we also would have accepted Captain Canada. Captain mm. Canada. I mm. think I love it. Let's get the poster mm. with Sid and Matt <laughs> together. Uh, and like a giant shield with a leaf on it. Like <laughs> the, the uh, all right. Let's move on. We've got some uh, Steelers history to get to. Let's start with at. Steelers history, Steelers, because you know, whenever we're out of the playoffs, all we can do is look back at the yes. other playoffs. At um, mm-hmm. Steelers history, Steelers history. Thirty-one years ago this week, we hired Bill Cower, and then the caption that behind the steel curtain put was one of the most underrated coaches in NFL history. And I'm thinking, <laughs> this guy went to the Hall of Fame. How underrated is that? Well, I mean, yes and no. Like I, I, I sort of see where they're coming from with that. I mean, I know he went to the Hall of Fame and generate, and he should. But I, I do remember being a little surprised that he got in. But I'm very, very glad he did, and I think it's deserving. And I, I just think it's um, yeah. I mean, I'm not certain that for a generation when they thought of the great coaches of the era, they thought of Cower, and they should have. You know, I think that Cower, I mean, I've said this before, you know, mm. it's Cower ingratiated himself by being, he stayed with the league and broadcasting, beloved by mm-hmm. people in New York, the front office. I think that, you know, was, those contributions in the booth um, certainly endeared him to the voting academy. Well, the way Bouchette put it a long time ago, and I think he was, and he talked about he would stand up for Cower, and his uh, uh, and his rationale was, and he said, if you look at the numbers, Cower and Madden have almost the exact same statistics, oh. and it's really close. So if you have John Madden, then you kind of need to put in Bill Cower. Yeah. And that made a lot, and once I saw that, I was like, oh, yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. So, you know, that tells me that uh, Mike Tomlin is a shoe-in at this point. Yeah, I, I think that uh, that's sort of, yeah, that's the other part of that, too. Mm-hmm. Um, some more history. At Kev G163, Kevin Gallagher. Hey, kid, catch. 
Though not its official premiere this week, the award-winning Coca-Cola commercial featuring Steelers legend Mean Joe Green aired multiple times during Super Bowl fourteen on this date in 1980, one of the most recognizable spots in the history of advertising. Um, I always think of the Apple, uh, that's also a Super Bowl ad, the Apple ad, but is, is this the most famous commercial in advertising? I mean, it's it's one of the few commercials I've never actually seen that I've heard of. Like there's, you know, that Apple one only aired a couple times, the Big Brother thing. And, and you know, everyone has a working definition of football. I'm not sure everyone has a working definition of Orson well, uh, of 1984. <laughs> like it's, I've read 1984 and it took me a second to put it together because if you remember, they didn't watch the two minutes hate in a giant theater. It was what happened inside <laughs> their screen. Anyway. But where I'm going with this is not to berate those of you with uh, classic literature. But, yeah, I think it's one of the most famous spots because, again, it's one of the few that you keep hearing about. You've like, never seen it? Here, I, got... I mean, I never watched it the whole way through. I mean, okay. I, well, I know the plot. Let's, at, well, uh, here, let's read. For those okay. uh, those are too young to remember, here's the uh, Mean Joe commercial from Super Bowl fourteen. Mr. Green? Yeah? You, you need any help? Mm-mm. I, I just want you to know, I think, I think you're the best ever yeah sure want my coke it's okay you can have it no no really you can have it okay And then, you know, and then then Mean Joe throws his jersey and gives it to the kid. And uh, mm-hmm. fun fact, I was rewatching it this week and mm-hmm. Mean Joe is wearing an away jersey. So this was at an away game. Oh, wow. So somehow the kid sneaks into the locker room tunnel in an away game. Well, so. it might even be a Super Bowl, right? I mean, didn't they wear the road jerseys or a few of those? Oh, OK. At, uh... So maybe it was a Super So maybe that's why. So this kid, first of all, this kid got a Super Bowl ticket in mm-hmm. 1980. All right, rich parents. Now I'm like, <laughs> no wonder you give away your coke um did you hear that they're remaking it that commercial for this year featuring uh coach tomlin i did not here check out that coach tomlin let's go for the win man So that's a uh, that's a modern remake, <laughs> which is absolutely. What, thank you for doing that, and it's so what that guy deserved. I said it then, and I say it today. It, uh, <laughs> he hasn't had to. He Coach Tomlin hasn't been had to answer for that yet. Uh, who's no, going to hold no, him accountable? Again, that guy. I don't think that guy was where he was supposed to be. That's where I've always <laughs> been on that. Like it's it's you know I know we're, we're building the stadiums now, and you as the fan can take the picture when the guys walk by and all this. You see this at the Penguin games. You really see it where the Cowboys play. But, um, but yeah, I, I don't think that – because you remember, that guy was alone. And if you're alone somewhere <laughs> near the athletes or the coaches, you're not in the right place. Well, that kid wasn't in the right place either. <laughs> he got a Mean Joe jersey. <laughs> Send that kid's parents to jail. Uh, one more piece of history from the opposing mm-hmm. side. Mm-hmm. At Tom Brady Daily, mm-hmm. random Tom Brady highlights. <laughs> On this date 18 years ago, Brady's most satisfying non-Super Bowl win, the flu game against the Steelers, uh, 2004 uh, AFC Championship, mm-hmm. which I guess is Tom Brady's flu game. I remember it as the Spygate game. Well, I mean, it was one of the Spygate games. I mean, the other AFC Championship game home was. This is the one Ben's rookie year, right? And it's technically, yeah, so it's technically 2005 January, if I remember correctly. Okay. Right? I mean, if we're talking, this is, if we're talking that game, this is the one. Yeah, I mean, they're, Ben's 
rookie year. I mean, it's, it's you know, I, I wasn't feeling so great going into that game just after the way they escaped the Jets after they'd been a pretty heavy favorite. But, um, but yeah, that was uh, that was a tough one. They were down in it, and it looked like they were, I think, I think I want to say Vinatieri makes like a field goal, like the longest field goal in Heinz Field history, like on the first drive. And that's where we're thinking, oh, geez. It, um, you know, the Steelers go down early, and then they finally get a drive going, and then I think Ben throws that long uh, uh, interception return for a touchdown, and that's kind of it. They crawl back in a little bit into the third, but they're never really close, um, and they lose. But uh, but yeah, that was, that was only a few months after beating Brady and the uh, uh, Patriots on uh, Halloween, which is why this person uh, says it's one of the uh, most um, satisfying wins. But uh, but yeah, but it's what I uh, the thing I remember think about you know, many years later is that I don't think they win Super Bowl forty if they don't win that game the prior week against the Jets. Oh, and um, I've I've very strongly believed that. So uh, you know, this really is one of those things that counts as a genuine growing pain. Okay, all right. You know, I, you're not sour still about the Spygate because it wasn't Heinz Ward going. They're calling our plays out from the well, huddle that, or something. In 2001, if you remember, Tunchilkin actually says that on the broadcast or something like it's like the Patriots know the plays that are coming. Uh the thing is, this game was so the, the Patriots were the better team. I mean, I was there. It, that I remember very clearly. I'm sure they're calling the plays. I'm sure they had some kind of unfair advantage. They were also the better team. I mean, and and Ben. You know, was I mean, I'm sure he had ice in his veins, but it it he wasn't great in that game. He wasn't great against the Jets. He really was a, a rookie at uh, uh, playing a, a better, better coach team. It's um, this isn't, you know, it's it's that was the Pats were a better team in that game. All right, the better team wins. Okay, let's uh, let's move on to some alumni news. Alumni, when, when there's nothing else to talk about. <laughs> Alumni's making new at Blitzburg, Blitzburg, mm-hmm. Juju Smith-Schuster, Mike Hilton, Javon Hargrave, and Ray May, Ray Ray McLeod will play in conference titles this game. It's guaranteed that a former Steeler will get a Super Bowl <laughs> ring this year. Who, which, which Steeler are we rooting for to get the ring? Well, I mean, it's interesting. I mean, I, I, you know, I, I, I hope that it's Juju's team that did it, that wins it. I mean, uh, uh, you know, of the Steeler, I like the most. I mean, it's hard to beat, you know, the the come from nowhere stories of the other three guys. I mean, undrafted free agent, uh, two undrafted free. I, I don't know. Or was Ray Ray a late round pick of the Panthers? I don't even remember. And Hargrave, who of course was a third round pick, but also from like some very small school at. Um, but yeah, but like I said, due to teams, I have to hope that Juju pulls this out. Yeah, right. Not that Juju's a bad guy. That's not what no, I'm saying no, at all. But no, he just wants to talk trash on our offense all of a sudden. Um, my, you know, I, I, I root for Mike Hilton, but I don't want to root for the Bengals because right. just, you know why? Because I'm sick of these Tomlin and Steeler haters that are like, you know, oh, no wins. And so I don't want the Bengals. I don't want any more ammunition for those people. I don't want the Bengals right? to win a title and then be like, oh, the Steelers are worse than the Bengals. I don't mm-hmm. want so. For that reason, I'm not rooting for the Bengals. Mm-hmm. Um, Ray, I'd like to root for Ray Ray. He almost fumbled away that game I know. last week. It, uh, so, but I think so. I think it's got to be Juju. I think I want Juju to 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 get the sticky Lombardi. Mm-hmm. Um, another <whistles> alumni news at PGH Steelers now Pittsburgh now or Steelers now. Former Steelers offensive lineman Alejandro Villanueva joins the Fox Deportes broadcast team. I didn't, you know. In, until we went back and listened to them announce their names earlier, mm-hmm. I didn't realize, you know, it, it, it's stupid to not think of it, but it, like, I didn't realize how 
bilingual that he was. Oh, I mean, you want to talk about something that gives instant credibility to your broadcast team, bringing in Villanueva. What an incredibly intelligent decision. That uh, That is good for them. That's a smart hire all around. I, I wonder, is that, do you, I don't know if the, the Fox Deportes teams are out here in L.A., but someone spotted him at the Santa Monica Pier this week. Oh, okay. So I don't know if he's in I town. I imagine he still stands out. It's easy to spot, even with that thought the muscle of uh, being a, uh, you know, offensive lineman. Yeah, now you're like, who's that skinny beach bum? Oh, right, that's, who's still yeah. enormously tall. Yeah, yes. so it's, it's former Special Forces uh, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Pro Bowl lineman. Uh, speaking of Ben's buddies, mm-hmm. let's go back to at PGH Steelers now. Steelers now. Former Steelers wideout Ryan Switzer joins the Tulsa coaching staff. Is Can, can this be considered part of Tomlin's coaching tree if a former player <laughs> becomes a coach? A hundred percent. I wouldn't see why it wouldn't. But, right. I mean, but also, I, I, Switzer was a guy that maybe didn't have the most talent, but was a really good guy. And it's good to see him literally land on his feet and end up in a good situation here. I hope it works out. And Tulsa's no, you know, it's right. not. You're that's not, not some community college. Yeah. That's not some tiny school that nobody cares about. That's not the case. Good point. Good point. At J.H. Harrison 92, James Harrison, just call me Perp. I'm out here training dragons now, and Storm don't want to listen to nothing I say. He pictured uh, Debo got a new pet bearded dragon. Although it's a small one. He's got this pit bull, which is huge, and then this little dragon. I don't know if, uh, I don't know how to judge that. Is it, is it, is it? Like like a real dragon? Like what? Are, is this like CGI? Like no what no no! Ta- like a bearded dragon. It's a lizard. It's a oh, um, oh. it's a it's a real animal. Oh, I thought this was like he was in some new movie, like another one of those How to Train Your Dragon <laughs> things. I no, really, that's what I thought. Oh, okay. So we got a lizard. That all right? I mean, I I I thought they were gonna have, like he's gonna play the mentor to the dragon in the kids' cartoon. I thought that would have been a smart idea. Oh uh, yeah, if you're gonna uh, if you're gonna uh, cast the voice of a of a dragon, I guess you know James Harrison could be worse. <laughs> Is that show he's on still on? I, I was even... going to ask you, the one where he played the the, the heel in the, the Backyard Wrestling League, which seems like, again, perfect casting for a man who was answered to Debo for the better part of a decade. <laughs> I I haven't been, I've been watching everything, but I haven't seen anything about heels, so mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, well, I don't even want to get to this one. Last I know. One. It's just, last one, eh, at R. Mendenhall, Richard Mendenhall, he's going off on Big Ben again. Um, I won't, you know, I'm not even going to get to the tweet, but it just shows how... Right. Just want you know, and it's weird because earlier in the week it seemed like he was posting photos. I think he was at either Canton or in Pittsburgh, and he was posting photos in front of Lombardi's. And he was, mm-hmm. you know, he seemed like it was a proud moment. And then he came out and was like, "Big Ben's not a leader." And uh, you know, I, I remember a couple years ago he called him racist and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, man, that moment—it's just you know, a, a moment in time, and we kind of take for granted how. A uh, one moment in time can can just cast a shadow on the rest of our life. You know, we think of that yes. fumble in the Super Bowl, and how it he can't. It's a hang up for him. He can't get past that moment. And, oh, I, I wouldn't be able to either if I was him. You I'm know, not, and it makes I'm me not, think yeah. if Ben didn't connect to Santonio yes. Holmes in that moment, you know, it might be Ben the loser, maybe, or right. it might be you know Steelers the losers. Right. Or, you know, exactly. That's that's that. It's almost like it it's it can go either way in a game with a sport an oddly shaped ball. It really does. <laughs> yeah. No, but really, I mean, I, I I you know this stuff makes me sad with Mendenhall. I mean, it's you know, wasn't he a TV writer for a minute? He was writing on LeBron's show. He was writing on something else. Ballers and, is that what it was? Uh, uh, Survivor's Remorse, I believe oh, it was called. Oh. But maybe he was on Ballers too. I think. In fact, I think he was. I think I think he was writing on balls. I think it was on both of those shows. Okay, so here's 
you know, and, and all stereotypes aside, you can't be a dumb guy and be a TV writer. So you know what I mean? This, you're kind of a smart, even with his experience. It's just, oh man, this this, this whole story just makes me sad. I yeah, mean, he was a, you know, he was, um, he was certainly educated. Uh, he was articulate. He's no Baron Batch or something, you know? No, right? no, poetry, right. not exactly like, a, yeah. like an intellectual like Baron is. <laughs> yeah. At, uh, mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Well, I think the band is trying to get on the field. Oh, no, where's the band? The band? <laughs> hey, can someone get the band on the field, please? Anyone? <laughs> ah. Finally found me. Okay. <laughs> A little odds and ends here. Let's go to at Blitzburg is back again. Blitzburg. Mm-hmm. Kenny Pickett attended his first Penguins game on Friday night. He'll be back at the Pete for Pitt basketball on Wednesday last night. First Penguin? He's been in the city now for five years. First Penguin game? I don't know. Maybe he was a Flyers or Devils fan. And he realized, I mean, it, it, maybe he realized he has to have responsibilities here. That is odd. I mean, it's, it's. I mean, I, I like 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 the rest of us, when I mean, you just mentioned Villanueva, I would feel better this offseason if we saw Kenny, you know, crush a beer against his forehead or something. That might, I feel, you know, again, early in the offseason. Yeah, uh, not yeah, late, but it, exactly. Um, but yeah. Or like, yeah, or Mitch. Mitch is a good chugger. If he wants mm-hmm. to, you know, make a farewell gesture, he can <laughs> Head up there, and chug his beer. I didn't see where he sat. I'm guessing he sat in the boxes. I think he was. I think I saw the picture. It was very. It was not like you know with with Heinz Ward like three rows back in a Crosby jersey. It wasn't like those glory or days. Or Coach but, Tomlin double fisted, right? Uh, beast lights coming down to the in front of me when we yeah. were in the second row at one time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, how about at USFL Maulers? Pittsburgh Maulers, get ready to hammer the competition from an all-new location. We're setting up shop in a new host city, Canton, Ohio. <laughs> the Pittsburgh Maulers of Canton, Ohio. I mean, I, I would have some suggestions for an all-new location that might include Pittsburgh. I mean, it, I, I, you know, if, if you're going to do this, and you certainly don't have to, I mean, I don't know the logistics of a bunch of things, but man, the Riverhounds have that nice little stadium over there. You know, like it, 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 the, I mean, I, I, didn't they used to be all kinds of indoor things at the Civic Arena back in the day? I'm sure <laughs> the, the PPG Paints charges you extra, but I mean, but there's also like, I, I I don't get any of this. I'm assuming they're playing at the Hall of Fame Stadium, right? Yeah. yeah. The, okay, and that's and that is the world's biggest high school football stadium. I remember waiting in the men's room there during that Steelers Vikings game, and it being the worst men's room <laughs> experience of any sporting event I've ever been to. But um, but yeah. So I mean, is Canton, Ohio, closer to Pittsburgh than Alabama? Yes, <laughs> but that's still a small step, I think. I, you know, I mean, what, Upper St. Clair, uh, are they booked for <laughs> right, the... North Allegheny. Had the, we still had the same field as uh, uh, Three Rivers. We are N.A. Like, you Ringgold. Know. I mean, some of these high schools have better programs than <laughs> right. uh, probably oh, the, the USFL. The Wolf Arena, where the Woodland Hills plays. Yes. Uh, the... Pittsburgh Maulers. <laughs> I can't, and I... they changed the colors, right? It's oh, now they're black and, and gold, yeah. so I got to throw away my jersey, I guess, that I... <laughs> What a, I don't know. I tried to watch last season. It was unwatchable. Yes, it I, was. Is this season going to be any? I, I'm I'm waiting for the XFL. Bring on the XFL. <laughs> Rod Woodson in uh, Vegas, right? And Hines in San Antonio, right? Isn't okay. That it, I well, think? <sighs> please bring it on. Okay. Um, <laughs> and just how delusional is Steeler Nation? How about at Mike Up Sports One, Mike Nicastro? Could you make a 25 yard field goal? Question mark. 
Yes, 49.6% yes, no, 50.4%. So 50% of Steeler Nation think, because the, the Cowboys kicker kept missing extra right. points. And mm-hmm. so this poll, so 50% of people think they can kick a 25-yard field goal. I, I guarantee the reality is probably about like 2.5%. I, 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 I want to second that just, uh, and again, showing my age here, but back in the day, if you remember at halftime at Three River Stadium, it used to be they'd have three people that won a raffle come out and kick a 5, 10, and 15-yard field goal. Whoever got the most points from that was able to kick from 25 yards. And if they made it, everyone in the stadium with their ticket stub got a free movie rental at Giant Eagle that week. Wow. And I can tell you in all those games, I think I got like three movie rentals. Like in like the <laughs> 90s of like the Cower era. Oh, the whole decade. Yeah, not just I'm one sa- season. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah, I don't think we made it to double digits or even the second hand. We did not get one for the thumb on movie rentals in uh, that time. And again, sure, you're like, oh, it's Pittsburgh and Three River Stadium. The elements, okay, well, that's better than Heinz and Acrisure. Yeah. You know. Uh, uh. <laughs> I bet I bet 50% couldn't even kick a, a ball to the field goal. Not even up, you know. Because that's 10 yards for the end zone. Yeah. yeah. Because mm-hmm. when uh, when punt, pass, and kick, is yes. that a thing? They came to Penn State when I was up there, mm-hmm. and it was just it w- it was just on the goal line. So that yeah. is a, what, that's just it's a 10 that's yard. 10 yards. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, just to kick the ball in the air, 10 feet in the air, <laughs> 10 yards, is not an easy task. And, again, no one's rushing you. There's not 11 guys on the other yeah. side jumping, trying to block it. With a with a heavy pigskin, this isn't a Nerf ball. <laughs> right. I'll let you. I'll try try to kick a Nerf ball twenty five yards. <laughs> so delusional. That's why they're like, eh, no, no playoff wins in six years. Yeah, but but I can kick a field goal. So just mm-hmm. delusional. I delusional could throw it over that mountain. Yeah. All right. Last one. I'll give the final word to <whistles> at Steelers News now. Steelers fans. Steelers odds to win Super Bowl fifty eight. Are sixty to one per Westgate's Superbook. Ah, that sounds like a deal. I, I was gonna say. I'll t- I, 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 I don't. I don't. What? But I don't do any betting. But if I did, I'm not sure I'd trust Westgate Superbook, which <laughs> definitely sounds like it was created by an AI system. But uh, sure. I went back and looked when Mitch was signed last. The the odds for Pittsburgh to win at that point were seventy to one. Okay, so we're already at better position than last year, according to the odds makers. Right, I, I'll look after free agency after the draft and after you know people start getting hurt. Excuse me. Yeah, wait till unleash hell season before you. Uh, <laughs> I would place a bet on to win the AFC North. Win a Super Bowl is a tough bet, sixty yes. one. But say it was uh, to win the AFC North, I especially put my on you want to that would and get it at a time when it's low. Like it's you know maybe like say maybe the Bengals do do something in this postseason. That's when you bet on the Steelers to win the AFC North next year when the Bengals look like uh, uh, invincible. Yeah. All right. Well. I'll put my money down now, but not on to win the Super Bowl. That just seems... Uh, that's a lot. That's hard because it's a zero-sum league. One mm-hmm. out of 32 teams. Mm-hmm. So it's even harder now than in the dynasty years when there yes. were 28 teams, just mathematically. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, zero, two championships in 42 years. Just what ridiculousness. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Is there is, is there anything else to talk about? I don't even... Ugh. You're exactly right. Oh, sorry. That's not what. <laughs> that's what we've been talking about. Thank you, Coach. That's what we've been talking about. All right. Um, let's. If you, I, I mean, if you want to keep the conversation going, uh, I guess I'll still be here on social media. <laughs> you can follow me uh, at Kyle Kreis. Uh, Greg, where where are you on at social Greg media? Greg Benevent. Uh, uh, B as in boy, E and E. V as in Victor. E and T. 
And don't forget to uh, go back and follow Austin, too, who are our Canada defender, who's uh, who we're going to find a better hashtag than <laughs> Canada click. That's what I like. <laughs> All right. Until next week and uh, when, when the slumber season continues. Hmm. Go out into the week with these coach with these words from coach on your mind. Be the best selves. That's gonna be required. Stay in school. 